appreciate it. Good morning. Welcome to Church in a Mall. Welcome home. Um, I hope that you guys are staying warm and cozy as we have fully entered winter now here in Ohio. But, you know, tomorrow could be different. Um, but I wanted to just offer some news to you as well as just remind you of some things coming up here at Church in the Mall. Um, one, thank you. Thank you to those of you who have participated in sponsoring Christmas for um, 25 foster children in our area. Um, the worker that we um, partnered with in this at the Village Network is so grateful. Um, they are just overwhelmed by your generosity to children in our area. So thank you, Church in the Mall, for sharing hope with children who are often in desperate need of some hope, especially this season at Christmas. Um, for those of you who are also participating in our 24 Days of Christmas, um, we are going to have the church open this coming week. Um, on the 23rd from 5 to 7 in the evening, as well as on Christmas Eve from 1 to 4 p.m. Um, you can bring those items um, for the 24 days of Christmas that are going to support um, local charities in our area, the Food Pantry Network, the Boys and Girls Club, Vertical 196, as well as the Susanna Wesley School in Anapa, Mexico. Um, so if you want to bring those items um, to church on one of those um, days and times. We'd love to receive them and make sure that they get distributed to those organizations. Um, if you need to make other arrangements, um, please contact us at the church. Um, we would be glad to also arrange a pickup for you. Um, this is just one of the ways that we wanted to share hope with others in our community this, this holiday season. Um, and just a reminder that you can continue to support the good things happening at Church in the Mall um, by um, either mailing in your gifts or making a gift online. There'll be some information below for um, you to do that. Um, We're so glad that you're here with us today um, at Church in the Mall online. And you can um, say hello in the comments or drop us a like. We'd love to connect with you that way. Um, there'll also be a link for those of you who are are just joining us today for the first time. Um, we'd love to get to know you a little bit, so follow that link um, and connect with us online. Um, we are so glad that you're with us today. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Welcome to Church in the Mall at Home. We are continuing our study of Advent, looking at key characters that help to make up the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to be looking at a man named Joseph, who becomes the legal father of Jesus Christ. Now, he's not his birth father. That was a special, miraculous event that happened by the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary, and we talked about that last week. If you want to go back and view that video, feel free to check it out on Facebook or look us up on YouTube under Church in the Mall. But this particular part of the story is now about this man named Joseph, and we're going to learn about his character and his nature. Now, there's not a lot of scripture that talks about Joseph, but what we have here in Matthew gives us great insight into the man that he was and the character that he had. Well, let's pray and invite God into this time, and then I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. So, let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we come now to study your word, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit in such a way that your word becomes alive, sharper than a double-edged sword, able to pierce through bone and marrow and into our deepest spirits. Lord Jesus, would you come now and show us who you are through the scriptures that we might learn something of you and something of ourselves. 
Lord, don't leave us disappointed, but fill us with the hope, the majesty, and the mystery of Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's begin in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. So here, finally, is the story of the birth of Jesus, the anointed one of God. It is a quite remarkable story. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph, son of David. They hadn't married yet. Well, sometime well before their wedding date, Mary learned that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, because he was kind and understanding and honorable, wanted to spare Mary shame. He did not wish to cause her more embarrassment than necessary. Now then, Joseph had decided to act on his instincts. A messenger of the Lord came to him in a dream. The messenger said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to wed Mary and bring her into your home and family as your wife. She did not sneak off and sleep with someone else. Rather, she conceived the baby she now carries through the miraculous and wonder workings of the Holy Spirit. She will have a son and you will name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves, because this Jesus is the person who will save all his people from sin. Joseph woke up from his dream and did exactly what the messenger had told him to do. He married Mary and brought her into his home as his legal wife, though he did not consummate their marriage until well after their son was born. And when this baby was born, Joseph named him Jesus, Savior. Years and years ago, there was a prophet named Isaiah who spoke to Israel foretelling the story of Mary, Joseph, and their son Jesus. He said these words, A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name will be Emmanuel. That's Hebrew for God with us. Now, what we know about Joseph in this story is that there is a legal contract of engagement to be married, which is very much like being married. In fact, you would be just as true to your fiancé as you would your spouse. And so in this particular situation, Joseph has learned that Mary is indeed pregnant with a child that is not his. And so what do you do? Now, this is the part that I find interesting because we all are looking for hope in our lives. And Joseph is looking for hope as well. Right now, he's feeling pretty hopeless and he is stuck with a very difficult decision. Does he participate in passive hope, just allowing the world to happen to him and just dealing with the circumstance as it comes his way? Or does he take a more active role where he is a part of the story and he therefore creates his own narrative? Well, what Joseph didn't do is he didn't do what a lot of us do. He didn't go and ask his friends what the popular opinion is. Hey, should I stay with Mary? I know she's pregnant, but it's not my child. Should I divorce her? Should I stay with her? What do you guys think? Now, Joseph didn't do that. You know what else Joseph didn't do? He didn't make it about himself. He didn't turn himself into a victim saying, Oh, woe is me. I can't do anything right. I can't even pick a girl that'll be true to me. Oh, you know what, I'm just going to divorce her and take matters into my own hands and I, I'm going to be done with this because the pain is too great. No, Joseph didn't make it about himself. You know, the third thing Joseph didn't do is uh, he didn't use scripture to justify himself either. You know, sometimes we can't help it as Christians. We study the word of God and our own human nature still gets in the way and so we read the scriptures and we begin manipulating them for our own purposes. You know, Joseph very well could have quoted Deuteronomy 22. 
He could have told Mary that due to her unfaithfulness and by order of the law of God passed down from Moses in Deuteronomy, that she should be taken to the middle of the city and stoned to death for her unfaithfulness. But Joseph didn't do that. Now, what Joseph did is he didn't act in a passive hope. No, he stepped into an active hope. That means he surveyed the situation. He took everything into account. He, he felt the emotion and the feelings that he had in that particular situation. He went to God with them, and he began to formulate a plan. Now, in his mind, he began to say, you know what, I'm going to divorce her, but I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I'm not going to embarrass this girl or put her to shame. I, I'm not going to make it about me. And in that moment, he has an incredible vision or dream in which God himself speaks to him. Joseph, a devout man who seeks God's relationship and wants to follow God and do what's right. In that particular instant, God speaks to him and says, listen, Mary is not pregnant by another man. She's pregnant because of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in her, which is a fulfillment of what God's plan has always been from the beginning. As Abraham said, you be my God and I'll be your people. Now this nation of Israel has been seeking the Savior, God himself, God in flesh, God incarnate, God with us, Emmanuel, Christ with us. And now God is speaking through this amazing angel to Joseph to say, Joseph, you're going to be a part of the story. You see, I'm sending my son through your wife, Mary, and you're going to be his dad, his legal, binding dad, the one who will help raise him and teach him how to be a devout man who seeks a relationship with God. Joseph looks at this incredible opportunity and he says, yes, I will. You know, some of you are facing some pretty hard situations right now where it feels very hopeless and you may very well be doing exactly the things that most of us do. You know, maybe you made this uh, about you. Maybe you've made this about other opinions of other people. Maybe you've made this about scripture that you've been able to justify some of your actions, but you still don't feel good about what you've done or what you're doing. And yet God is trying to break through. We're in the season of Advent where God constantly breaks through. In fact, he wraps himself in flesh and comes as a baby, Jesus Christ, born of Mary and Joseph. This is the season where God wants to do something new in our lives. He's asking us to be active, not passive in our hope. Active is expecting God to do something great. Remember last week we talked about how God can do something extraordinary out of the ordinary. Well, that's what hope is. Hope is recognizing that God can still do extraordinary things out of the ordinary things of life, that hope is still ours to have. Now, what Joseph did is something we can all learn in this story. First thing he did is he surveyed the situation. Okay, I'm engaged to this woman. Things aren't quite going the way I had hoped. Uh, she's pregnant. But here comes this extra information, an angel, God's own messenger, sharing a message from God to Joseph. Please, Joseph, listen to me in this. Take Mary as your wife. Be this kid's dad, and I will take care of you. In doing this, Joseph steps out in faith and says, all right, God, I know the scriptures. I know your character. I know your voice. I hear this angel. It all goes together and makes sense. You know, do you know God's voice? Have you studied the scriptures and, and known the character and nature of God? Have you invited him into your life in such a way that 
you know his voice. Jesus says he's the shepherd and the sheep will know his voice. In this instant, Joseph knows the voice of God. That is to say, when he wants to do what's right, he knows what God's will is. You know, I'm willing to bet that you also know what's right in God's will. But sometimes we just can't help but get in the way of ourselves. Like I said, we make it about us. We make it about other people's opinions. And sometimes we just misunderstand the scriptures. But you know what? This is a season where all things are being made new, where God is breaking through into history, into the very lives of humanity. This is a season where you and I can invite Christ not only into our homes for Christmas, but into our hearts as well. Just like Joseph invited God's wisdom into his life by listening to the angel, now we have an opportunity to invite Christ into our lives, to make good and to do good, to always be in the right decision-making attitude as God would have us be, by simply inviting God in, listening to his voice through the power of the Holy Spirit, and acting on it. You know, Joseph saw a clear future he wanted to have. He wanted to be faithful to God. And in doing so, he was able to take on this incredible responsibility. And God met him in the responsibility, empowering him, strengthening him, even giving him the next steps in the right moments. You know, after this child is born, we find out that King Herod is going to go after all the firstborns that are two years old and younger. This is exactly like Pharaoh did with Moses when he was born. He's going to wipe out all these children so that he doesn't have any competition, so he can be the only king. But what we find is an angel again appears to Joseph and says, it's time to leave. Go to Egypt, take your wife, move there for a spell, and as you stay there, we'll let this calm down. And then in the right time, the appointed time, you will come back from Egypt and begin to raise this child here in Nazareth. Now, this also fulfills the great scriptures. And so what we see is an ongoing opportunity for us to join God in his big plan in this world. Just like Joseph, you and I are being called into this plan to begin not so much being passive in our faith, but stepping out and being active, trusting God, studying the scriptures, knowing his voice and acting on it. You know, if you're like me, sometimes our heads get in the way of what God wants to do through our actions. And so this is a great time to teach you a prayer that I often use. And it goes like this. Lord, I've studied and I know all the options and opportunities ahead of me. But what I need right now is your wisdom and your will. In the name of Jesus, would you come now and make your plan plain to me? Would you open the doors that need to be opened and close the doors that need to be closed that I might live a life and walk a path that brings honor to you? You know, this is a great prayer. Now, the next thing that God tells you is the thing I would do. The thing that lines up with his character and his nature. Just like Joseph, we can be active in our faith. You know, let's celebrate this time together. If you have your communion elements, go ahead and grab them. Today, in honor of our 24 days of Christmas, I've got a tortilla as the, one of the last days is an opportunity to give money towards Susanna Wesley. That's a school down in Mexico, Anapra, Mexico, in fact, 
It's run by Antonio and Dina, and they've been running this school for quite some time now. In fact, I've been going there since uh, shortly after it opened, which I think has been a little over 10 years now. But this school takes kids out of extreme poverty, gives them not only an education, but an understanding and a faith in Jesus Christ. And as those kids mature into middle school, they then excel at such a level that the state of Chihuahua that they're in does not even test them. They simply move them on to the next level because they said these kids have always tested so high it wouldn't be worth our resources in testing them. Go ahead and pass them along. His children from this school go on to not only middle school, but high school and even college. Many of them get jobs in these assembly plants, not so much as workers like the rest of the people in the area, but as foremen or um, people who run the whole factories. Some of them become doctors and many of them have come back to the school to help show the other children there that there is hope and possibility. But every student that has graduated that school has been able to move out of poverty and bring their entire families with them. So to celebrate communion this Sunday, I've got a piece of a tortilla. I've got my juice. I'd go ahead and grab your elements and let's begin. Lord, as we consecrate these elements, may you use them for your purpose and your good in our lives. You know, as Jesus was celebrating the Last Supper with his friends, he took the loaf of bread or the tortilla. He gave thanks to God and he broke it. And he said, just like this piece needs to be broken, so my body is broken for you. Every time you eat, do so in remembrance of me and what I have done for you. My friends, this is our opportunity to celebrate Christ, God with us. Take and eat. In the same way, he takes the juice. And just like the grape is crushed in order to produce the juice, Christ knew his body, his spirit would be crushed. And he did that so that you and I would not have to. That the entire wrath towards all evil and all misfortune and all things that no longer align with the spirit, character, nature, and will of God would be put to rest. And that all things would be righted. So as we drink this, we do so knowing that what Christ accomplished on the cross completed life for us, that we no longer will be a part of sin or death, that by simply accepting his sacrifice, him as our Lord and Savior, we become free of all things that might hold us back from becoming a part of the family of God, invited by Jesus Christ himself. Take and drink and recognize your place in the family of God. My friends, this concludes our time. Don't be passive in your faith. Be active. Trust God. He will deliver. Merry Christmas to you. We look forward to you joining us on Christmas Eve. Service will be at 4.30 p.m. online. You can catch us on Facebook or you can catch us on YouTube under Church in the Mall. We look forward to seeing you there. Take care, my friends, and God bless.